Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and today we have a very special episode all about greenwashing. To give us the download, to get, share the tea, I think that's how you say it. Um, we've got uh, Belinda Noble, who is the founder of Comms Declare, which we'll get to in a sec, and Polly Hemming, uh, who is, wh- what's your title? You're sort of something at the Australian <laughs> Institute, don't you? Yeah, yeah. something. Uh, I call myself, or others call me, a senior researcher in the Climate and Energy Ooh. Program. Oh, very, yeah, very fancy. Very yes. fancy. Okay, right. So just to give this, the reason why we're doing this a little bit of context, uh, last week, Alex, a friend of the show, and uh, well, actually, Chaser intern and me went down to Melbourne and awarded the Commonwealth Bank the Chaser Greenwashing Award of the Year for t- 2022 because it turned out that they had given $14 billion to fossil fuel projects over the last uh, sort of six or seven years. And well, they'd loaned that sort of money. And uh, yet, they still run things like that they're environmentally friendly and even they, they give you a little app to, tr- to track your carbon to make you feel guilty about all the carbon that you think. But nowhere on their app does they say they massively fund fossil fuel projects. So, so that's what we did. But then over the weekend I was chatting to a friend who had liked, my, uh, liked that Commonwealth Bank thing that we did and he said... There's actually something even more egregious than that, which is that Ampol has done something with their petrol. They've done something very, very environmentally friendly with their petrol. Um, Belinda, what what have they done? What's Ampol up to? Well, Ampol has been advertising a carbon neutral petrol, um, <laughs> and they've got a great Facebook ad um, which shows trees and has the word carbon neutral on it. And they claim in that Facebook post that they can um, offset all the emissions from their petrol and diesel for business customers for a price. And uh, we we complained about that ad to uh, Ad Standards, Mm. um, that's the advertising regulator. Mm. And um, thanks to the miracle of Mm. self-regulation, that complaint was uh, dismissed. Oh, right. So so they're allowed to call their petrol carbon neutral. Now, just for the sake of absolute balance here... Have they come up with a special formula for petrol that means that it doesn't release carbon into the atmosphere when you burn it? Is is, there, is that what's happened here? That, so what they say is that <laughs> – so just for, for context, like annually the emissions from Ampol are about 54 million tonnes a year. The emissions right, from yep. combusting their products, their petrol and their oil, is about 41 million tonnes a year. Um, mm-hmm. Ampol is – in the same way that when you get on a plane and like tick that box mm. saying I'm offsetting my flight or, or do you want to offset your flight, Ampol is offering its customers the opportunity to offset their petrol um, by right. purchasing um, carbon credits on their behalf. And to date, like as of as of oh, yeah. now, Ampol is saying they've yes. purchased about 
84,000 carbon credits. Right. Haven't necessarily... like that sort of. So what you're saying is, you know, of the 41 million tons, they've done 84,000, which means only 40,960 yeah. to go, million to go, and then it'll be carbon neutral, like their ad like, says. It'll be car- well, they haven't actually. Look, there's sort of, without getting too technical, like you actually have to effectively cancel out a carbon offset when you buy it like you sort of tick it off Mm. so no one else can use it so they haven't necessarily cancelled them all out they've just purchased them in anticipation of their customers saying yes we do want to offset our fuel Um, so so that's how they do it the other thing that they've done is that they've said look this is legit Um, we've been certified by the Australian government the Australian government um, through its carbon neutral certification project has said yes this is a legitimate carbon neutral product what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> this is just like this that is, is with, I, that is not true I'll, I'll hand back over to belinda but this is like you're talking about <laughs> ampol is the tip of the iceberg with this stuff like in australia a gas company can say it is a carbon neutral organization for offsetting its offices and it is certified by the australian government well actually that is uh, funny you should say that because that was the subject of the first, the inaugural Chaser Greenwashing Award, which was last year, which is that NAB, the bank, National Australia Bank, they loaned $500 million to the port of Newcastle, which by law is only allowed to export coal. It's actually, I think, the biggest coal port. It's certainly one of the biggest coal ports in the Southern Hemisphere. And the reason why that was called a sustainability loan and actually got, like, environmental credentials from the NAB was because it, they put on solar panels. The loan was to put solar panels on the top of the port of Newcastle. So there you go. Perfect. It's rampant. Um, <laughs> but what's really interesting, Belinda, you should, you should mention this. In the Netherlands, um, an almost identical complaint was made to add standards about Shell's carbon neutral petrol and Belinda, what was mm-hmm. the outcome of that? So they made this that complaint there pretty much on the same grounds that we made the complaint here against Ampol's carbon neutral petrol and uh, that was upheld um, and they were requested to take the ad down um, in the Netherlands. Um, Europe's a lot further ahead mm-hmm. on this than we are. I think the problem though there was that Shell didn't go and get a certification from the Australian government to say that their gas was... Uh was carbon neutral. If they'd done that, then it would have been all over. Actually, like, I don't know if you're being flippant, but that's true. <laughs> like a majority, so that that was called, like they said it was greenwash. It's not physically possible to compensate by planting a few trees for, for geological or um, carbon. Mm. Um, stop using this term. Shell then kind of doubled down and said, okay, well, we won't use carbon neutral, we'll use compensation. And uh, they made a complaint again to add standards. It was upheld. Shell can't use compensation. But you're right. Like these claims being made internationally, and they're they're everywhere. Um, mm. But they're they're self-made, or they're made according to some like little dinky voluntary um, framework, saying, "Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a stamp of approval." Again, it's that self-regulation thing. Australia's pretty unique in that it's the, the government rubber stamping these claims. I think. It's quite yeah. likely that had it had some sort of government endorsement that the Shell case might have turned out quite differently. So just like, and I know this might be just jumping to conclusions here, but why do I just get the sense that possibly that government certification scheme was set up under the previous government? 
Is, is that what happened? Wasn't set up under the previous government. So it's, it's actually been running for quite a while. Um, it's endured a number of governments, but it really kind of went next level under the coalition. So that, that's when you started to see um, gas companies, yeah. petrol, jet fuel, yeah. you can um, certify. So, but that's good. That's the na- you, you, you're a communist, aren't you? I mean, that's the nationalisation of greenwashing. That, that's one of our strategic industries. We, we are world class. Like, are you sort of talking down Australia? And its commitment to greenwashing, because no. it sounds like we are. I think Australia top, is top uh, like literally state-sponsored greenwash. Australia is yeah. leading the world in this field, like with begrudging yes. respect. For decades, <laughs> we have greenwashed our accounting, like our fossil fuel expansion. Yes, like, I went to Oxford a couple of weeks ago. Offset my flights. Um, for that, I went, oh, like so that. suddenly offsetting is all <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> no, I, I harbour a lot of guilt, and I leave myself open when I'm when I acknowledge that I went overseas. But people at this conference in Oxford were going, "Oh shit! I didn't realise how bad it was over there." Like you have this mm. entire policy framework dedicated to carbon neutral claims by fossil fuel companies, but but also Australia is unique in that we generate the carbon credits in Australia that industry can use so you've got Mm. two arms of government like one certifying the offsets by ampol and ampol is using credits that are currently under review because they've been exposed Mm. to be so dodgy and then we give it like a a next level then we certify the the accounting so yeah no i like full respect to australia we do this so well so belinda let's just talk about offsets for a moment like they're, they're just bullshit, aren't they? Like, isn't the whole point that you got the petrol, you burn it, you you, know, you can't really unburn it. It's like, I don't know, being a murderer and then offset, like going, okay, well, I've murdered somebody, but I went and I helped an old person cross the road. So therefore, you know, the bad deed that I did yesterday. Actually, just Avoided death, it, actually, like no, that's how offsetting. It's a bit like Catholicism, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? It's sort of, you do a bad deed, then you make up for it with a good deed. Well, it's like in, infidelity, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you, you cheat on your wife and then perhaps buying her flowers afterwards is, is the offset. I mean, should we, see, seeing as Australia is such a world leader in this, should we be extending it beyond carbon to all aspects of morality? But maybe we just lean into that's who we are as a nation. I think we've we've done that. I mean, um, certainly um, the federal government's positive energy campaign was leaning in mm. in in terms of um, in terms of greenwashing, and uh, we we actually awarded that a community disservice award um, for for greenwashing, which was which was pretty good. Um, yeah, um, and uh, in terms of uh, ad standards and, and how they uh, regulate claims about. Um, uh, offsets. They, um, in dismissing the complaint about the Ampol carbon neutral petrol, they actually said that um, they they don't rule about whether offsets are effective or not. That's not their job. Their job is only to rule whether uh, an average person would be uh, deceived by that ad. So the less the audience knows about offsets, then um, the less likely they are to be deceived. Therefore, um, ignorance is is um, the the best uh, policy there. But um, in fairness, though, like ninety five percent of ads rely on ignorance, don't they? <laughs> like the whole, you're talking about the catastrophic collapse of the entire advertising industry. You'd have to hold people to sort of 
knowledge, knowledgeable. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly. Um, but uh, I think greenwashing is a bit more serious. I mean, an, an EU study found um, they did a sweep of websites and found that 42% of green claims um, were dodgy. Um, so it, we're, we're um, mm. really uh, flapping around in a, in a whole world of greenwashing bullshit at the moment. So, but what do we do? So say we wanted to save the planet from extinction and disaster, don't you need offsets to sort of offset some of our bad behaviour? Like Things like, sure, you know, so most offsets come from um, either renewable energy, great, sure, um, they're avoiding emissions elsewhere, or increasingly they come from not planting trees, which is a really good activity, um, but from not cutting down trees. So you were talking about like a, not killing an old person. Oh. Um, that's an avoided death, so that justifies your murder. Um, it, most yes. offsets come from avoided emissions, so you don't cut down trees. Uh, that that you, wow. Um, so wait a minute, so I'm generating I'm generating offsets right yeah. now because I'm not cutting down. You're a not tree. cutting down a tree, yeah. And and you're I right, love like it. that counterfactual. It's really hard to and prove. You can sell yeah, that. it's really hard for me to say to you, <laughs> Charles, you were never going to cut down that. Or actually, it's really. I know, but I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was. So, it's literally, <laughs> you actually just stopped me. Like, I was about to cut down a tree and then our producer Lachlan said, hey, come on, you've got to do an interview. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. The Chaser Report: News you know you can't trust. So how much money can I sell? Oh, a shitload. Oh, I'll get to that. So much. People are making millions from this. But the issue is, is, okay, it's great to not cut down trees. It's great to plant trees. It's great to have renewable energy. The issue is that when those activities are used to justify burning more fossil fuels, because, you know, in the case of someone Mm. like Ampol, they can now say they're a climate leader and they're literally promoted by the government as a progressive climate leader. Um, Mm. And... But all they're doing is offsetting that tiny proportion of their emissions. But now on their website, they can have trees and they can have a green stamp and they're getting social licence. So consumers and investors think, well, it can't be all bad. Like um, maybe Ampol is leading on climate, you know, in the same way that they've installed like five EV chargers or something. They can say, oh, we're transitioning to be a renewable company. But you look at their projections, you look at what they're actually doing at their actual climate plans, they're taking account, you know, broadly they're taking responsibility or saying we're going to reduce about two percent of our emissions all up and Mm. and so it's just part of that misleading claims like actually no i think the way they're being used now is that offsets give social license to increasing emissions so if you didn't even have offsets as a concept or a product then Mm. it would expose these companies who are using them for nefarious means a lot more. You know, they wouldn't have that fig leaf to hide behind and you'd say, well, Mm. Ampol, what are you doing to to reduce emissions? Well, uh, because I've got a friend who um, is doing a sequestration uh, project in California, right, which where you go, so that's about capturing carbon usually at the source and then 
pumping it into the ground. And I know that there's a lot of like I don't think it's ever actually happened anywhere successfully, right? But aside from that, what interested me was that the government in California, all their inputs, if they use gas to um, run their sequestration pro- project, then they can't offset that with anything. That's just counted as, oh, this creates carbon. Like They're really strict on, on these projects so that they're genuinely you know, got to reduce carbon to actually be carbon. We don't seem to be on that same wavelength. Like it seems here offsets are the equivalent of literally burying like yeah. yeah. I, I suppose what I'm saying is it's the perfect crime like offsets are the perfect crime here in Australia, aren't they? Yeah, we have no requirement from any business at all to, to reduce. Offsets are synonymous with reduction and even under this I won't go into it, like we've got this thing, the safeguard mechanism, which is like a key part of the government's climate policy that's meant to tackle emissions from our biggest emitting industries, all that they only have to offset, they don't have to reduce. But to what I mean, something interesting about carbon capture and storage, like that geological sequestration, the coalition actually developed a way of generating offsets from CCS, carbon capture and storage, attached to gas developments. Yeah, I can go into it if you want. But the interesting thing was that Angus Taylor then said this what you know this carbon credit method ccs being able to generate carbon offsets to sell to polluting industry will help the gas industry scale up in in australia so you have mm. this perverse situation where a gas company extracting gas out of the ground captures some of its reservoir co2 buries that theoretically it doesn't work gets carbon credits for doing that while producing its gas sells those carbon credits to another gas company who's, who uses it to offset its emissions. So you can have a gas company saying it's carbon neutral on the basis it's bought carbon offsets from another gas company for producing gas. Like, that's where we're at in Australia. I think it, sound, it, it, it sounds like you're in the wrong side. Like, because you, you know how it all works. Why not just make some money out of it rather than... Ah, oh, I think uh, about it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what I, I was promised, my friend said, oh, they've got tons of great examples of greenwashing. Like, this is all getting depressing. Can, can, we, can I just get some more funny, you know... Happy examples. Yeah, greenwashing examples. Um, yeah, so the um, Glencore's latest brand campaign, we've um, also made a complaint about to add standards. Why? Add standards? You just said add standards are bullshit, <laughs> but why bother? <laughs> well, that's true. There has been uh, 50 complaints made to add standards under the Environmental Code and only one has been upheld. Oh, what was that? Yeah, It was pretty, probably pretty against funny. Greenpeace or something. <laughs> it, was the, <laughs> it was Australian <laughs> Gas Networks and the mistake that they made mm. is that they had a picture of a guy making pasta on a gas stove right he's making his bolognese mm. and the tagline over that was um greener than anything you're cooking tonight and the reason that was upheld was because they said greener than anything right ah, so normally they yes. just say clean or cleaner yes. or green or greener but because they said greener than anything yes. it could have been paint it could have been green it could, paint. Been, could have been green vegetables in the spag bowl you know and you yes, know we, we can't right. test we can't test how many vegetables are in the spag bowl yes. so um yeah that that ad got pulled that's the only one mm. but meanwhile glencore which is of course is the world's largest coal exporter of um thermal coal yes. um has um um a lovely campaign at the moment, which doesn't show coal. It shows EVs, wind turbines, forests, 
and uh, talks about advancing everyday life. So we've complained that, um, yeah, that's um, misleading the public into thinking that Glencore is a clean energy company, but um, naturally that will be dismissed because as long as the public doesn't know what Glencore does, then it's it's not it's a problem um, for, um, for the advertising world. And... Uh, yeah, customers are successfully being protected from the facts by um, this advertising self-regulation. Are you sure that wasn't showing all the things that they hate? Like it was almost sort of like a, you know, here's a forest, let's cut it down. You know? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no sort of um, koalas or, or, you know, native wildlife or anything. Or Get it in the neck. The koalas <laughs> need to get it in the neck. <laughs> Coming for you. Well, if you if you had an accurate yeah. uh, fossil well, fuel ad, it would have dead koalas in it. Let's be honest. Glencore, I remember because we got into trouble with Glencore. I got um, served with defamation notices from their sort of American legal counsel because we ran some anti ads against Glencore about ten years ago, and that was because they were running slaves. At, like um, I don't know whether they do it anymore, but they in like Southern Africa. They used to run slaves. I mean, and that's not like that's within our lifetimes. They offset what? those slaves by giving people in Australia yeah. in offices yeah. a lot of money. So, yeah, that's right. Their executives <laughs> earn a lot of money down in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually it probably does balance out. Yeah, on average, those slaves get paid quite yeah, well yeah. across the company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It probably does. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, Glencore. Anyone else? Have we got one more? One more? One last example? Oh, look. Um, my, my personal favourite um, was the Santos Tour Down Under video. Um, so Santos, which is the, the gas company, sponsors the Tour Down Under cycling event in, in South Australia. Oh, yeah. And uh, that had pictures of um, people standing next to bicycles, including a pregnant woman standing next to bicycles, um, talking about how using gas results in more blue skies and cleaner air. Right. Well, and and but did they <laughs> did they get in trouble for saying that? No, or? no, that that was that was absolutely fine. Is it because the gas, the methane, pushes all the clouds out of the way, so that you actually literally get bluer skies? Yeah, or, I don't or know. The, I don't the like gas it. creates this sort of hallucinogenic <laughs> effect as you breathe it in, and you, oh, the blue is so blue. <laughs> That's a really blue blue today. Maybe the community panel at um, at Ad Standards has been having some of that gas. Um, <laughs> Along with the um the reiki and the crystals or whatever or the micro dosing or whatever it is that they use to to make these judgments. Do you have a list of these? Cause, like, because this sounds hilarious. Like, is there a website we can go to to see all these egregious examples of you? Um, <laughs> uh, we, we we do list some of them on our on our um uh, website comsdeclare.org. Um, and we also have a, a campaign called Fossil Ad Ban um, where we're trying to get our legislation to ban fossil fuel ads because oh, self-regulation yeah. hasn't worked and will not work. Um, so we're trying to get legisl- tobacco-style legislation to ban fossil fuel ads and sponsorship. So that's um, fossiladban.org. That's a great idea because that was the key to getting rid of tobacco was they started off with the ad bans and then suddenly the media aren't getting money from these companies Then suddenly they don't. Yeah, that's right. Them. Yeah, when when the Australians not getting you know um, money for sixteen full page lift outs from the oil and gas lobby, um, perhaps their 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 tune might change. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the name of that website again? That's uh, fossiladband.org. So anyone can go there and write a write an email to their uh, local uh, politicians asking for fossil fuel ads to be um, 
to be banned. Belinda, what is comms declare? So we're a group of um, 360-plus um, people that work in communications and marketing and PR um, who are, who advocate for climate action in those industries. So we, we started sort of... Um, um, doing surveys and so forth of the of agencies. We have a thing called the F-List where we name and shame agencies that work with fossil fuel clients, which is on our website. Um, and then last year we started the Fossil Ad Bank campaign because we gave up talking and um, we've only got seven years to half emissions. So it's um, legislative action is, is required. Cool. And Polly, you're on, you're on that committee, are you? The 300 people comes to clear the yeah, yeah. So I try and sort of help out where I can. Um, the Australia Institute's a public policy think tank. So, you know, I look at the stuff like the state-sponsored greenwash and and our regulators that – actual regulators, not, not ad standards, who should be addressing greenwash and, to be fair, are cracking down on it. But so I sort of come at it from the, the public policy um, and, and research perspective that sort of I, I hope helps inform Belinda's work and then Belinda is sort of the – um, the rat bag representing civil society and, and industry and stuff that's pushing from the other side um, it, mm. as well. So the, actually the work you were saying, you know, what's the point? The work that she's doing is incredibly important because, yes, ad standards needs to change its standards, like they're clearly behind the rest of the world um, and it seemingly has very low climate literacy, I say, I'd say. But, you know, we have regulators in Australia like ASIC and the ACCC and, and APRA who have committed to cracking down on greenwashing um, in a regulatory sense. What's really hard to see is how they'll be successful when, you know, it's other arms of government that, were, that are sanctioning the greenwash. So you sort of have this standoff here. So it's really important that um, Belinda's organisation is kind of holding those regulators and and organisations like Ad Ad Standards to announce uh, to account, mm. sorry, and and making noise and being ultra annoying. Basically, it sounds like Ad Standards Australia is a complete joke and needs to be replaced with a proper government independent <laughs> arm that doesn't sell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That like seems like they're doing a, a fine job. If it was a government organisation, <laughs> if it was a government regulator, <laughs> I don't think things would be vastly different. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. But then they need real teeth. They need to stay. They need to not be. Like it's sort of like going. It's like the cops going investigating themselves for corruption, isn't it? Like it's the same thing. This sort of, you know, oh, let's investigate ourselves. Never works in any industry. No, self-regulation, except work. the the satire no. industry. I think uh, <laughs> the latest investigation into the chaser was cleared uh, very much by the chaser. And, uh, I was going to say, Liz Truss is probably going to look for a job soon. Maybe she can come in and sort out ad standards. <laughs> well, she's done such a good job. As <laughs> Thank you very much, Polly and Belinda. That was wonderful. And that website, again, was fossiladband.org. Yeah, and po- Polly, um, I hope you enjoy going around the world burning all those fossil fuels. Yeah, I'm uh, on a Kentucky tour yeah. to Ibiza. Next week, just to <laughs> tell everyone yeah. about Australia. For work. Is. For yeah, work. for work, for work. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.